0: us, whether you're watching us live or in replay, know that we appreciate you joining on this, our last episode of Uplift for the Year. My name is Sarah Wade. I'm coming from, to you from Perth in Western Australia. And as always, my amazing co-host joining us from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Mr. Neil Russell.
1: It's fun and great to be with you, Sarah, on our uh, last show for 2023. And what I love about our combined synergy is As we were talking, the button goes live, and we're just like, life, let's just go with it. It's just, it makes it our heart open. We're willing and able to just roll with the punches when life gives us lemons.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, I think we've talked about a little bit of that throughout our journey this year with various people on the show. And in a nutshell, we're going to be reviewing some of the calls that we've had this year. And if you've got any? Questions, or if you've got any comments, or you'd love to give us some love, you know how to use that comments button and we'll be sure to, to get back to you. Hey Neil, I don't know about you, but this year's gone really fast. I don't know if it's because we're getting older or like you know, Christmas, I'm sure it used to take like three years before Santa would come. These days it seems to be getting quicker and quicker. So how's the year been for you?
1: Phenomenally fast. I just had a, a year ago, about this time, I was ending my nine to five job. And I just had a luncheon with uh, with uh, my previous work crew. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been a year. And I'm like, how, how can that, I haven't aged. How is that possible? It's like, <laughs> but then, think, then thinking of, you know, your little one Maya, it's like, that lasts forever that year at her age. It's like Sam right. is never gonna get here, and we're going, and I'm
0: going. Oh my God, it's Christmas already! I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> slow down, slow down. Yeah, time is relative, isn't it? Yeah, I'd love to hear anyone who's watching us live or a replay. Like, what do you feel about time? Like, how has this been-, been for you too? And surely, time doesn't stand still. But yet, some of us we can get stuck in the past or get stuck in the future. What about now? Are you enjoying now, today? Like for me, right now, today, it's the complete opposite temperature, it's the same day, the opposite temperature and time to Neil. In fact, we're on opposite days, come to think of it. Yeah, it's mid, it's uh, Monday night for him, Tuesday day for me, summer for me, winter for you. And I absolutely love that this cross-continental Synergy that we have has um, brought us to see so many people this year, and and who come to join us on uplift. It's been a beautiful experience.
1: <sighs> and yeah, so this means I mean, I don't remember. So this means in January, I think this will be our third year together. Yeah, and I'm going. I mean, I... <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> and then and then it's like how did two of us manage to lure such great people into our lives willing to give an hour of their their uh, their their quality time up for us like last year we started with uh, Sam Mills and and she talked about confidence in the inner critic and it was like yeah it, just, it was wonderful cuz she was a if i remember right she was a victim of a uh, uh, childhood uh, ab- abuse and to yeah. to see her now and to ex- experience uh, sam now it's phenomenal and i feel for anyone that has gone through the trauma of that but she's blossomed into this beautiful heart-centered woman
0: absolutely yes that story was um Heartfelt, and um, if if you've gone through something like that, I highly recommend that you have a look at Sam's page. You know, she's got a beautiful sense of self about her, and and a whole lot of um, inner calm, which I think a lot of people will find really appealing. So yeah, go check mm-hmm. out Sam Mills, and know that we appreciate you for joining us. Um, yeah, How oh, we've nice. had so many people. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, one of the ones that stood out to me that was recent was um, our relationship counsellor, Mr, what was his surname? Rick, um, Rick, Martin. Rick Martin, Rick Martin. Yeah, So the name just suddenly escaped me. Yeah, when, when Rick joined us, he asked me a question and on the spot and, you know, I was able to identify all things that I wanted in a relationship. Turns out I want a female, which, you know, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's isn't it like you know we talk about like what we could bring into a relationship as a male or a female or or um you know how how we contribute to the house in many ways. I know that when we go into relationship, whether it be as a new job, whether it be as a new partner or any other relationship, you know, friends included, we sort of try to figure out where we where we align with them like you know are we actually going to be a good fit or is it time to oh it's time to leave this one now um, <laughs> to, to see how, how we can come together and build relationships so yeah on that note I'm curious about your relationships this year guys like how have you found them are you still in one have you left Are you absolutely loving the relationships that you're in? Please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. I know that that Mr. Nils Russell and his beautiful wife have been in a pretty short-term relationship, uh, a few decades.
1: 38 years is short compared to some people. 38 years is huge compared to, to some people.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the best part of most of my life, to be honest. And you guys have been together for all all but a small snippet of it. And I absolutely love that. And you guys have got a beautiful relationship. What's your secret?
1: Well, one, never go to bed (laughs) mad. Never go. Like, talk it through. And even when you're in the midst of, oh, I think it was Rick that talked about, we, uh, we need to, as a couple, you need to learn to disagree or argue fairly so that it's not a power struggle so that you're still listening to each other. You may be totally on the opposite ends of the scale of of what you believe in. One could believe in COVID and one could absolutely not believe in COVID. And I'm taking something that's easily to be on the opposite ends, but it's how you go through that relationship and and work towards it.
0: Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but one thing I've noticed is that often isn't a surface level problem that we're talking about. So, you know, spending time trying to figure out that the well, problem solve what's actually being spoken about isn't always our best, our time best spent. So, oh, that's been an interesting curveball.
1: <laughs> yeah. And one of the things is Sarah and I both are. Um, our heart-based coaches, heart-based people. But some of our lessons we both are learning is to how to be heart-based in an in, in adversity because you still need to be a true, heart-open person. The universe, God, whatever you, you believe in or, or don't believe in will test you. So when you make the declaration, I'm a heart-based something, well, the universe is going to provide you Ample opportunities, and one of the things that I would say is just breathe. Whenever you're faced with adversity, just breathe. Oh, well, the Facebook user that uh, just came up and that said, "Love it, Neil." Must be on one of our groups and hasn't given permission for their names to be used. That's what it is. So, if you want to go into your Facebook and under the permissions, just uh, yeah. Just allow the the Facebook group to use your name. I
0: appreciate that. Oh, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, on that heart-centred note, um, business can be so many different ways, you know. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was young, I went to a car yard and I experienced um, salespeople who were a bit Slimy, shall we say? Uh, and I understood where, where, where the phrase coming from uh, about them. It was interesting too because last year I bought a new car and didn't have that experience. Also interesting after having finished uh, a couple of NLP courses the last few years, how we act in sales calls or how we act in lifestyles was interesting. As a as a customer, I knew I was there to buy a car after visiting like another forty already. And it was interesting for me like how the salesperson spoke to me about sales, and I love that he was actually heart-centred, and that's why I bought from him. And I imagine that you, you've had that experience too, Neil. People buy from you, whether it be your books or, yeah. or your other things that you have on offer because you're yeah. such a beautiful, heart-centred man. Well,
1: thank you. But yeah, well, also we had a beautiful uh, business uh, uh, for um, Deirdre was on and it was I think her talk was like something forget professionalism create a fun sustainable business and she was so much fun to talk about the making and how important it is to make your work site important and that dealership that you went and bought from or the dealer that you bought from somewhere in the philosophy of the company or him or that particular salesman believed in a heart based approach.
0: Yeah, it was interesting too. If you think about um, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, you know, that famous sell me the pen, you know, quite a few people would talk about, you know, oh, this pen, you know, it's got four colors on it, it's got this and that. Not so many people will ask you why you would need to buy the pen, what you want to do with it, and all that sort of thing. And personally, for, for me, the last few years, learning about more asking, Asking the person you're talking to about why they want to use it is way more beneficial, not only for you, but of course for them in in terms of sales. And I I love that um, we've had so many people on this year who've spoken about sales from from these beautiful, yeah, heart-based perspectives. So thank you to everyone who's joined us. Who's been a standout for you now?
1: Oh, all 20-some of them. It brought so much wisdom to um, I um recent. Well, let's. Uh, I'll go backwards. I loved uh, Lee Smith. No excuses, only excellent. She was talking about speaking, like she was just like I like. I knew she was a beautiful person, but when she was on our show, it was hey, beautiful, beautiful cup you have there. Yes, thank you. <laughs> But Lai Smith was just, Lee Smith was just, was phenomenal. Then we had Linda Alexandra on uh, Passionate uh, Potential. And then we had, uh, uh, what was her name? Dara on Stage Presence. That was fun. She's quite, you know, she's talking about stage presence, but in her, she projected professionalism, but she also allowed her shyness and her uniqueness to come through.
0: Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, she, you yeah, confidence doesn't have to be all sort of cocky and in your face, just like Sam Mills. And she has this quiet confidence. And I love that about Dara. And she's still touring, she's still doing shows at the moment. You can catch her live in a variety of places. Um, and, oh, you know, one of the, um, One of the things I liked about Dara was just how easy it is to have a conversation with her. You know, some people are unapproachable, but she's there. She she wants to to help um, so many musicians to to thrive, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember um, Samantha Campbell coming on and talking about nutrition, and while she wasn't here necessarily to talk about nutrition, you know, it was something that I've seen in her over the last few years since we've known each other. And, and something that just naturally came up in our conversation and the wisdom that she's got to share. And, you know, for, it's not only from a, a book's perspective but from her personal perspective and, of course, from the countless people that she's helping. Um, I love that she does things like, you know, if you're craving this, then don't eat that because your body is actually craving this, you know. Yes. little nuances that we think we know, so maybe if we just take that step back and look at it from a meta perspective and go, Oh, actually, yeah, maybe it was this thing that I needed. It's it's just, oh, I it was a beautiful metaphor for life. I thought, Yeah, I just love that. <laughs>
1: and yes. Uh, she gave us a beautiful. If you go back to the episode, she gave us a beautiful uh, celery recipe. I I usually have a green smoothie in the morning, and so we talked about we we talked about smoothie. And what I what I loved about uh, uh, Samantha Campbell was that she was living what she was telling. Like she was she was eating her recipes and sharing her recipe and sharing that her family was on board as well. And I think I don't remember whether she has two daughters or three daughters, but her her children are, are young adults are quite physically active and they're swimming in that and she's got them eating really healthy.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're doing really well in, in state swimming and things like that. And Phenomenal little athletes. Oh, so, yeah, what a family to be a part of. I, I love that um, personal development has been so much ingrained in Sam that her and her daughters go interstate and actually, you know, into overseas to go and spend times with people like Tony Robbins who Sam enjoyed and wanted to share with her family. You know, I think going that extra mile and, and sharing personal development with our, with our small humans or with our friends and, and people who are influence at a young age is a beautiful thing. I wish that we had a bit of personal development in schools. Um, I yes. don't imagine that you had much personal development back in 1706.
1: No. <laughs> I noticed you had a, um, a, a big pen that had multi colors. Only the rich kids when I was in school, when I was in like grade school had those pens and now oh, it's place. Yeah. That was that was a coveted inst- writing instrument you had there. <laughs>
0: oh well I do feel fancy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then,
1: then somewhere early on in the year uh, we had uh, one of my friends Drew Ken Kenworthy who's uh, following his passion in as a videographer and a film director. And he created a a film living the warrior code with my running coach. And yeah, I'm biased because I really love the movie, but drew did an incredible job on it. And it's, it's, big screen worthy, and which, yeah, and it was because he was following his passion. At a young age, he was always making videos and acting and doing things. Hmm. So, so that was, to me, it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, I love that he, he was following his passion. He, he sort of had some um, financial deviations in there but still that was his hobby you know he still did what he wanted to so outside of his in, him providing for his family he found ways of making it happen and then still he found ways of making it happen for him financially so I don't know about you but I felt inspired by that episode and I felt, felt inspired hearing a lot from both him and Scott actually um, I've been through a few hiccups with my health and uh, Scott certainly has and wow what an inspirational person he is and and
1: was when he was on our show last year. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. So Drew was last year, and Scott was the the year before. I think. Yeah. Two years ago. It, yeah. It's been it's been crazy. If you have a story that you think is worthy of being on our show, DM us. Give us a little pitch. and... And we'd love to know what it is that you have to offer because um, mm-hmm. there are you know, it needs to be heart based. It needs to be uh, educational. It need, it doesn't need to be uplifting. Sometimes the saddest stories are, are what we learn from the, the most from. But it needs you need to be a, uh, an articulate speaker and to have a story. And maybe we can share. You can share it on our, our program.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, look, you're speaking something you want to get into, whether that be, you know, eventually TEDx or having your own stages, come and join people like Neil and I on our beautiful little podcasts and and creating something that, you know, gives you that inner confidence that takes that next step we would be so happy to be a part of. I appreciate that. I know that when um, Haran Singh came on this year and he came back as a returning guest because he absolutely loved joining the show and had the opportunity to share, you know, and, and his story wasn't an easy one. You know, he certainly wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Um, So yeah, no, don't feel like you need to have a story where I was, I was the best and always was the best and now I'm still the best. That, that need not be you. We appreciate true stories and, and, True humans coming on the show and, and bearing their soul with us. I think yeah. I, I can't think of any, any guest this year, or actually, really in the past, who hasn't done that. Who hasn't been themselves? It's been a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, absolutely. And
1: I think I personally like. I if you've never had adversity and you're still succeeding, power to you. But somehow, uh, the the underdog in me is drawn to those that have overcome you know the the, the underdog they, they've been underrated they've had to come o- overcome adversity those I'm really drawn to those stories because it re- speaks to my heart because at some level I think I've been the underdog and I you know life at times is put it under my thumb but yeah if you've never experienced being the underdog in it and you have a story we'd still love to hear from it
0: Absolutely, you I know. think um, what the underdog stories that we had from this year, um, Mama Kay Skydancer joining us, and you know, she's a she's an advocate for disability and mental health rights, and helps people with um, DV <coughs> domestic violence. Um, excuse my copy, um, and her ability to, to help people, and she's going to hate me to say this, but holding space for them to to get out. What they need to and really share their time and energy and what I really really appreciate about appreciate about Mama Kay Skydancer is her ability to see the big picture and you know you might go to see her for one reason and then just like we were talking about before Neil you know it, that real reason has got something real underneath and she's got this uncanny ability to, to get underneath and to truly help so yeah I appreciate her in so many ways and I love that. She brought her intuition to us. I think another person who brought her intuition well to the show was um, Michelle Louise Southern. Um, She has a spark about her, doesn't she? Uh,
1: Me personally, I think we need her back on the show so that she can do a reading for us.
0: Ooh, that sounds great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was the one thing that I didn't communicate to her when we were communicating back and forth, that yeah, it would be a perfect time to bring whatever medium that she could use for her uh, for her intuition and and share it with it, because we uh, we had the opportunity with uh, Jim Seymour, of the astrology of you to get a little taste of because I gave him my, pre pre gave him my birth dates and he was able to uh, share some. Uh, the astro- astrology and with us, so yeah, but yeah, it would be great to have Michelle because she was just like, whoo, just she radiated love and joy,
0: yeah, she does absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and on that, Jim actually sent me some information after the show. So he went above and beyond and just, you know, gave me some, some astrological readings of the stuff. And I was like, whoa, that was very kind and generous and also very right. So you know, it was really cool to read and say it. He's yeah. <laughs> a,
1: you know, a prince of a man. And just, what was it, two weeks ago, we had another prince of a man who was giving gifts away like crazy. We had Q for attack. tech. Yeah, he was. It yeah. was a lot of fun to have him on our uh, our show.
0: Yeah, Kwayne came in and gave us a bunch of information about tech, and whether you are tech-minded or not. Like I am learning to love tech, but I understood what we were talking about, and I smiled the whole way through. And it wasn't because it was going above my head. So if you're learning to love tech too, then might be the show too to go back and check in replay.
1: Absolutely, it was fun. It, like. I think I'm gonna say if I'm gonna brag us up, it's because of our ability to find quality people. Has it means that this show is great? Because we've we don't we don't have a large or hard or difficult screening process, but we really like to know who's coming on the show, and we really. It's heart first, heart first, and then whatever else that they they're want. We want to know that they can talk. Like we, we talked with Q, who's a tech person, and we got him into the, about his family, and we got into what keeps him alive, and or not keeps him alive, but springs forth from his heart, what's really passionate about, and what was passionate about was his tech. And so it was wonderful.
0: I appreciated um, our chat with Sally Lean. Sally had a lot to uh, to share with us about uh, communication and she now works with teams. But, you know, Sally having spent her time in, in Wagga Wagga Australia gone over to China, spent quite a, a few years in China, so much so that they're like, wow, shocked how well she could speak. And now doing absolutely wonders for helping teams with their communication, I think. Yeah, she she has a certain something about her, and I appreciated Sally's knowledge that she shared with us. Yeah,
1: it's it, it's interesting because she's like a fish out of water. We 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 had Sally is a, a Caucasian woman being the head of a of a, a Chinese lessons in China, so it's like okay. So you know that Sally is good at what she's doing. She is all in.
0: Mm, absolutely. And I love that, you know, we, we're we not predisposed to a future. There are so many options and avenues, so many sliding doors that we can take that can help us or hinder us in one way or another. You know? And even if we we get hindered at one point, I don't know about you, Neil, but I'm, I notice there's lessons to learn and go, oh, actually, congratulations. I did know that I can now go this way. <laughs> it's a lovely thing to realise and, you know, often with that, for me comes a bit of gratitude. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, does, does gratitude sort of come into moments like that for you too now?
1: Abs- absolutely. Sometimes it may start as a little reluctant, like, oh, great. But
0: then it goes... And
1: then it's like, oh, oh, it's like when I'm writing When I'm writing, and if I use the analogy that I am writing a story of my life, and when I'm creating fiction, it's the same thing. If I don't like the chapter and where it's going, I can stop, rewind it to a place or a point where I'm more satisfied or I really like that jumping off point and re-envision a new chapter, a new way to do it, and... When you have gratitude, it's easier to re-envision a new chapter of your life and move towards that because you don't like this particular way, move off and start anew. And for me, it's then being grateful from that place and move off and go and do it.
0: Yeah, and and we're not talking about toxic positivity, guys. We're just talking about gratitude and it's something that uh, I found really a sticking point for years because I thought oh you bastards you're telling me lies you're telling me to be thankful was about shit uh, excuse my French but it's not about that really is it yeah it's about a whole different thing and when you're coming from that heart-based space that Neil and I come from and I'm sure you do too I'm sure you understand it's like the painting behind
1: you if you wanted to add a, col- a different color to it it's not that you've done the painting wrong. You just want to add a splash of colour. I'm not Ooh. saying you would, but you could choose to do that, and there's, no, uh, there's nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, this year, uh, the last two years, I've been playing with, with resin a bit more. and With resin, you can even pour so much before the next layer. So it's been an interesting Looking at the layers of things, you know, and and again, it's been a great metaphor for life. I absolutely love these experiences, and yeah, whether whether you figure this out whether through through painting, or writing, or life in its many forms, know that we feel gratitude for you for joining us live, and and perhaps maybe sharing some of your experiences with us. We'd love yeah, to. I'm you oh, sorry, go. Yeah. I am wondering like as a kid I used to read a lot of choose your own adventure books and I'm wondering knowing that you're an author you mentioned you know just rewinding and going back to that space before you wanted to go forward do you do you think like the choose your own adventure books are a bit like life at all or, or is it is how would how would you describe a book like that it,
1: everything can be taught. to to life when you choose your own adventure it's the advantage is is you get to see the outcome so you read the book and you're seeing the outcome and then you can choose from well I didn't like that outcome or I want a different outcome so when you have a choose your own adventure you're not vested in it and it's not personal so for me it's like you need to divest yourself to make of what's going on in your life right now and be able to make that choice. So, you spent $10,000 on a stupid whatever. So, you did something. So, you're in a cast, whatever it is, the, the, the negative that's going on, you go, thank you. I want to make a different choice and move towards a different choice. And Let go of the past. That's part of it, is you can't hold on to the baggage of your past and say, well, I should have done this two years ago. Okay, maybe you should have, but let it go and move forward with much lighter and baggage and nimble foot so that you can move on. Create your own adventure.
0: Right. Yeah, one of the things that I appreciate doing with my clients, one of the experientials that we do is utilising a train station. So it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure but in therapy experientials. So as they get to the different train stations, they can see their future in one way or another and opt which way the tracks go next. And just like we were talking about with the choose-your-own-adventure, they're not as invested because, you know, there hasn't been time spent, there hasn't been money spent except in, this, in, this, in the, you know, 90 minutes that we spent together. And suddenly they've got this plethora of opportunities and go, you know what, this one feels really right. These two, I'm happy that I haven't chosen. So, you know, there are so many ways that you can think about and go about choosing your own adventure. And I love that there are these options available. I actually have chills on my arm thinking about all these options that we have. I don't know about you, but years ago I didn't realise how many options I had. Yeah, it's like
1: it's like having an endless supply of peanut butter and jam, or peanut butter and honey. It's like one day you can have peanut butter and jam, the next day you can have peanut butter and honey. It's just your choice of whatever it is, or you can eat all peanut butter and jam. Just <laughs> life is a buffet. Choose what what serves you. Ooh, I love it! Yeah, and, and I I. I find that at times I know I get hung up on what I did yesterday and what I did yesterday means that I need to do this again or do repeat this because it worked yesterday so I get into the comfort zone of only eating peanut butter and jam when there's the honey bottle or the honey pot right next to it and I'm going but I've had peanut butter and jam and it's been really good so many days in a row do I risk it? And, I, and part of me goes, well, no, I'll just have it. But the good part needs to go, take a chance, try something new. And, yeah, I'm using silly analogies of peanut butter and jam and <laughs> peanut butter and honey, but it's just a metaphor that for life that we can get hung up in.
0: Mm, Simple yeah, decisions absolutely.
1: become too routine.
0: Yeah, uh, I think we, yeah, we've sort of spoken about that off and on over the years, we yeah, are whether it be on screen or off screen. Neil and I have got this beautiful relationship and I love that I can sort of message him my 2 a.m. and go, hey Neil, this is what's going on and he'll respond to me in the most beautiful ways. And I absolutely love that. And I really appreciate you, my friend. Um, and I think, you know, having that opportunity to to access different people's thoughts, opinions, to share love and kindness is is something that's putting tears in my eyes right now because it means so much. And if you've experienced that too, I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to, to share. Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of people share this year. It's been great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we we had a guest, and he's been on twice, uh, Alessandro, oh. uh, um, who. An Italian boy ends up in Moscow and unable to speak the language to to learn this go to the circus and he's learning juggling and he just lives to some people it would be reckless and, and inconceivable, but he just truly lives from the heart and, and open to possibilities. Like how many people just go on a train to Moscow and trust that that you would find addresses when there's no addresses published or posted. It's only through the the, the friends network that you can find out where these things are. So he's just heart personified. Just trust that the universe will provide.
0: Oh, absolutely! And I I, I love that attitude about him. He's got a, a beautiful sense of self, and his humor comes across in more ways than one. I think you know, there's without humour, I think life would be very dull and very boring. And you know, humour for me has enabled gratitude to come through. And I think that, you know, we sort of touched on that a bit with Alessandro, but I'm sure that you've experienced that too, now.
1: Absolutely. Like, I suppose you've, like, as we, I think as we all evolve, we all come to the point of where we learn to laugh with ourselves and half ourselves <laughs> and it's one we've been able to do both and even in the same instant in the same second that's when we truly I believe our understanding our, our truest self is yeah we can do some really crazy ridiculous things and we can be vested in it and then it's just like okay <laughs> what it is
0: yeah I think our some sort of emotional intelligence sort of comes into play there, doesn't it? You know, if we without that emotional intelligence, we we don't really experience the experience. You know, it's like when you have knowledge about something but you don't implement it. You know, when you really experience that experience, it sinks down that little bit more, and again tugs at those heartstrings and really helps you, you go from being the puppet to the puppeteer in your life and it's so important my personal opinion i don't know about you what's your opinion
1: yeah i, I agree you can tell you can tell a, a child a friend don't do that you will get hurt and it's not till they a child your friend or someone gets hurt that they realize that, oh, there is truth to this. And hopefully your friends and children and family members learn quickly, as opposed to having to repeat the same lessons over and over and over again. Um, Yeah, Because experience, I don't know what it is in human nature that we sometimes have to learn the lesson ourselves as opposed to just trusting
0: yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah, as a as a mum, there are times when I want to step in and say, oh, "Don't do that," and there are times when I have to sit back and watch that thing that I know is going to happen, just so that she experiences that experience because we can only experience what we experience. And that's what I found we learned the best lessons. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to pick on her and, and say some things that I could. But you know, I'm sure that you can relate. Whether you've got a, a small human in your life, as that you know, child or grandchild or neighbour or whoever it is, you know, we can we can talk to kids in one way or another, and we can talk to adults in one way or another. You whether we we all have to have our experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Like I, I'm surprised my parents didn't have heart attacks in when I was growing up because I was in an accident waiting to happen. I'm like,
0: oh, what's... <laughs> uh, my mom tells a fun story that I never didn't have Band-Aids on my knees. I was always getting into all sorts of mischief. And sure enough, when she came up to visit us recently, she noticed the same about my daughter. And at the time, I had Band-Aids on my knees. So I was still living up to <laughs> myself. <laughs> Uh, and I think yeah, being, being myself and being authentically me, that's something that I've not always been comfortable doing. This year, uh, especially, I mean, the last few years, being authentically me, gee, it's been amazing. You know, I'm not having to mask up constantly because I felt pressures of society or or people that I knew. Just being me has been beautiful beautiful thing to experience and I absolutely I know that sometimes you don't know how to be me <laughs> you know there's you know yeah. and that's okay and that's okay just give it a go you can't yeah. not get it wrong when you give things a go when I, I've personally found the only way we get it wrong is by stagnating and stalling and not doing anything about it.
1: Absolutely one of the I have a bias, but one of a very authentic person that we had on was Scott Schilling. And I was really impressed. Like when in Scott Schilling's email footer, he asks you, how may I be of service to you? And yeah. and he truly means it. He, his, one of his favorite roles is connecting people. He loves to connect people and uh, I don't know. I I think I've known Scott make ten somewhere around ten years, and in all of those years, he's always trying to connect. And Scott is has been on international stages. He's been he's a heart's uh, heart-based seller. Of uh, so he's if you have attended some of these big uh, pro uh, programs like uh, who did he. Jack Canfield, if Jack Canfield's doing a program, Jack Canfield is only on his stage for a certain amount of time, and then he brings in other speakers to talk and share. Well, Scott is one of those speakers, and he comes in and he sells, teaches people to sell from the stage, and he's selling Jack Canfield's own program. And Scott is so heartfelt that he actually, to my understanding, he actually outsold Jack Canfield on Jack Canfield's own stage because it was so heart-based.
0: Oh, I love that! I think, yeah, yeah, one thing that um, I liked about Scott was his, his his quiet confidence. You know that he was there wasn't a bravado about him. He he just had this beautiful sense of self. Came across in this strong loving way and Gigi he had a lot to share. I really appreciated him and I've since seen some of his um lives and yeah he's got a lot to share. So yeah go and check out Scott Schilling if you've got a chance. Yeah. I think um so oh, we, we had on... <laughs> <laughs> we had um amazing people a lot of people you know, sell for their living. Uh, one of those people was Kat Rich who came on and spoke about lead generation. Um, it, was, it was an interesting conversation, interesting human indeed, and I love that she does things, you know, to help, again, to help other people, whether that be creating funnels or having real conversations. And, and, and uh, she, she, um, she always brings a smile to my face, Kat. I appreciate her. How did you find that conversation with Kat? I, I love because she was
1: heart-based, that she had this epiphany that she was living, I don't know whether it was abroad, but she was not living anywhere her family was living. And she realized that family and her connection with her sister was important. So she said, and I don't know where her relationship status was, but she chose to move back closer to, to family so that she could, rekindle and rebond with that because family was important and then she chose to set up her her business so it was once again true heart based and like i don't know many people that would willingly move towards family like some people do it but not everybody it's not everybody's cup of tea
0: some people move away from family yeah cat moves towards them it goes to show you the quality of of people in your life and you know if you really love someone you would literally move across the world to be with them and yeah and it
1: comes across in in her business ethic and uh, that she's here to love and support and uplift her clients that she's trying to share she works in real estate and she's helping real estate agents get better lead generation and be better at their job and teach them how to connect from their heart. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I like the way that she, uh, she communicates with, um, with those people. She, I'm actually in one of her groups and I love how she's so giving and, and also she has boundaries as well, which is something that not everybody has you know, boundaries are something that can be pretty, wavy for some and, and not so for others. I think one person who we chatted about, or hope we spoke about online and it wasn't in the green room, was Michelle Saluja. We were talking about boundaries and and about, you know, she was a, a, a psychologist before, as a therapist, you know, there are so many laws and things that we need to work with. As a coach, there's um, different sort of avenues that we take and but, uh, Michelle's half-centred business coaching is, again, it's a beautiful thing and boundaries come into place, you know. Like I don't know about you, but I don't want people calling me at 3 a.m. And Michelle was like, no, no, we do not do that. That's a clear boundary violation. So, yeah, ha- having these boundaries, it's a good thing. Um, Neil, have you ever had any problems um, maybe with your own personal boundaries? Um.
1: I'm going to say uh, they it may have, but they're quickly brought, like, okay, fine, you, you called me. Fine, you've done this, but we're not going to do this again. So we're going to deal with it and, and move across. Because I also have my personal boundaries. If you have my personal cell phone number, you have my number, and you're in a 911, I'm there. I will get up, and I will drive wherever if you were in crisis for my personal so you have to have my personal phone number so my personal boundaries are different than my business boundaries so so if you have my personal cell phone number then it's it's different because I want to be that person that it isn't it's truly an emergency and they and as we set it up it's it's a nine you're on the verge of doing something stupid and and Irreversible, so just call me. Yeah,
0: I think that's so important to know that there are people out there who are going to be there for you twenty four seven. You know, having those people in our lives is so so important. And as Neil said, you know, boundaries, whether it be personal or business, you know, for our friends, we would get up. I would rather get up at whatever time and be there for you to be your pallbearer, yeah, or be your funeral. You know. It's a heartbreaking thing to talk about, but I I know, I don't think I know that some conversations are really hard to have and at times we can and do feel alone. So, you know, especially coming up into the the Christmas seasons where so many people do feel that aloneness, knowing that there are a lot of people out there, whether you know them personally or there are those 24-hour lines that you can contact so that you get through this period and, and get some help and support that you deserve.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I personally have had where I have given someone heck. No, I, I tore a strip off them because they should have phoned me. I would have liked them to have phoned me. Um, I found out, and uh, but well, they phoned. They got professional help, but they didn't tell anyone because they were embarrassed and whatever. But they, they did get help. So I was proud of them for reaching out for pro- professional help, but because that's where I would have steered them, and I would have gone with them to get professional help. Because sometimes walking those, walking the path alone is is terrifying, mm, and just yeah, having yeah. someone to walk with you. And I, I personally am like. If I'm claiming to be heart based and I so I need to be that person. Don't ever abuse it, cause you will get you will quickly be blocked from my phone if you ever abuse it, because you've crossed the boundaries in friendship and that's not right.
0: I just wanna rewind that conversation ever so slightly, Neil, because I heard you use the word need, and I don't think you you choose to like this isn't a need you know it's just you being you and that I just want to clarify that you know you need to do something it's a choice it's, it's not a need right yeah you because know, I, I feel like it's an important sort yes. of conversation yeah Um, and I think you know having you know we've, we've all got a vert, we've all been affected by adversity in one way or another in fact that's how this show started was um through adversity and trying to help the collective to, to to come on board and you know bring people together again and i absolutely admire and appreciate you for that and i know that you've gone out and been part of multiple men's groups and multiple ways yeah. of helping to facilitate people to be okay within themselves and i just think that's just a beautiful thing
1: yeah. well thank you and i hope and trust that the people that we're attracting on this show are the kind of people that if their friends phoned in the midst of an important sporting event or in the midst of whatever, you would answer it and and help for their, their cry for help. Mm. Yeah, Even absolutely. If it's just, I... And sometimes a cry for help can only be just a hello. Sometimes that's all that it takes is to, for someone to know that you picked up the call, and it didn't go to voicemail. That can be as mm. simple as you just save somebody's life just by saying mm. hello.
0: Ooh, absolutely agree. And then there's also the cry for help with business, too, where, you know, we might have paid for a coaching course or, you know, we've seen and heard other people do things. It just doesn't align with us. And we're like, you keep going down this path thinking, well, it's working for other people. It should work for me. But it's not until you talk to somebody else about it and you realise, oh, actually, there's another avenue. You know, we can flip open that, choose your own adventure book. Oh, actually, this is the thing. This is what I was missing. I didn't quite understand that before. And having that sense of self back again realizing that hey this is me and it's okay to be me and it's okay to have fumbled and to try to use someone else's methods great it worked for them it doesn't have to work for you you know and that's okay i think one of the people that um you know we had fun with this year as we were talking about business archetype you Ames. you know the way that she spoke about um yeah, the, the archetypes is something that I learnt in school and something that I've um, spoken to, to multiple of my clients about. And having the opportunity to go, oh, there's actually a pattern to this, mm-hmm. who I am, what I could do, who I can follow, how I can help, when we can go meta and we can recognise those patterns, it's a Beautiful thing. Suddenly, you know, the blinkers come off. We can see clearer. It's like when you go to the swimming pool and you're not wearing goggles and you come out all blurry and red-eyed, you know, from the chlorine and suddenly yeah. you can see again. It's magic. Absolutely.
1: And if you're talking about coaching or therapist or whoever you, you look at your collective friends. We will all, I suspect we all have those that are, more let's go do this right here and have the schedules and and okay at 8 15 we're going to do this 8 17 we're going to do this and then we will have the friends that it was like yeah okay let's get together tomorrow and at nine o'clock they phone you hey i'm just having tea what would you like to do today it's like we all have that very or i believe we have this varied amount of people and Coaching and people that are in, in our lives to help us, to teach us, and grow need to come from various aspects. Because sometimes we we need someone just to sit and have tea with us, and sometimes I believe we need someone to go. Okay, it's eight fifteen. Let's get on this and go.
0: Absolutely agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful synergy if you're one or the other to to work with somebody else. I know. Um, one of our friends pushed me to, to work with somebody who was very salesy and very, do this, for, I'm not very, like, that kind of salesy, nor am I, um, I really appreciated my buttons being pushed to learn from Grant Cardone, who was recommended, just to go, oh, okay, this is actually what irritates me about this. Or this is, I can use this. So, you know, there's so many different ways we can go. I am a fly by the seat of my pants kind of human. I will know there are certain things that need to happen in my day. I've got so many journals that I haven't used over the years, so many that I have. And I think that's okay. You know, knowing who you are, it's okay to be unique and different. It's okay to ask for help from multiple sources and to get multiple sources from within too. You know, boundaries is a good clear sense of oh no that does not feel right you know that, that an emotion or something that comes up listen to it like go with it and one of the people that I thought was um good good with doing that was Linda Alexander and she spoke about you know how how time is as a mother and and mindset and this, again it was about in beautiful emotional intelligence that she brought to the show that day and, and I really appreciated that yeah <laughs> um in Was another
1: one.
0: Indira. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could. I'm sorry. I'm going to pronounce your surname, Ryan, but Indira Hentuk. um, I'm sorry. I love you. (laughs) Go go and check out this. uh, uh, Her on replay. She has a lot to share. And what I love about her, which we didn't really get into so much on the show, was the, the level of scientific backing that she's got. Um, for her for her skills that she shares, you know, what, what she what she has now turned into something that is like a, a method, like her method and it's recognised as her method because of all of the other avenues of study that she's done from all the other research that she's put together in her, her life and in her mind. And now she shares that beautiful gift with other people. It's oh uh, it's gold. I love that. I think, you know, the quality of people that we've had this year is absolutely sublime. Yeah.
1: And with some focus, I love that we had uh, Carlos Barrio. And cause he <laughs> is, Carlin, Carlos is heart based completely, but very left left brain. It's just like, this is a structure you put in systems, you do this and this and this. And, but yet completely just wide open that, you know, uh, heart based man very and just a matter of fact this is what you do and this is you you have to do it from a place you don't have to but you do it from a place of love and compassion you know what it is that you want you're worthy of all your dreams and i look at i just looked up at the clock and i'm going how the heck have we been at this for 55 minutes sarah Uh
0: oh isn't it amazing I mean, we did start talking about time and how it affects us differently you know? and uh, when you're talking about subjects that you love and the people that you hold dear you know time can and does go quickly through our fingertips but before we do end the show I want to also um come back to one of the guests that we have not mentioned as yet at the time we had Charlie Ross coming on and she was on the same show as Alessandra Gravello and we were talking about uh, well, she was a pro center coach. Now she helps women over 40 with tech. And I just want to show that it's okay to change niches. It's okay to change your direction and do something that serves others, you know. And yes, there are stepping stones to get to different places and enjoy each step. Enjoy being in the now. And Neil, what about you? For the time, is of an essence, but how should we close the show today for the year? Oh my yes. gosh.
1: <laughs> I want to go back to, to Charlie, Ross, because she's doing tech. But this was the very first podcast, any kind of interview show she had ever done, period. And she just knocked it out of the park. And if you follow Charlie, she over-delivers. Like she's just she's teach, helping women with technology and she just over-delivers time and time and time again. It's just phenomenal, but then that can be said, we could put every one of those and pull them out that they all over-deliver. They're all heart-based and they truly love and want to share their gifts and talents. And to me, that's the meaning right in the show is the meaning of Christmas where people are willingly giving their times, gift, talents, and treasures. to you, our listeners, our viewers, uh, whether you're listening to this live or in replay, they're all willing to give and whoever shows up next year will be the same because Sarah and I are attracting heart-based people that want to give everything that they have for you, the viewer and listeners, from this place of love and connection. And from my house to your house, I wish you whether you celebrate Christmas or not, uh, or whatever it is that you're choosing to do, this holiday break that's coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, to know that you are loved, to know that you are worthy of all your dreams, hopes, and aspirations, and follow your passions, follow your heart. And with that, I just want to say, because I celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, Sarah.
0: Well, well, I trust that your Christmas and New Year's is going to be amazing. I look forward to seeing your snowy pictures. Uh, you won't be seeing any snow, in my end. It'll be hot and sandy coming from this part of Australia or this part of the, the hemisphere. Um, and yeah, we do celebrate Christmas in this house. Uh, and Maya is extremely excited to see Santa, and if your child is too, enjoy the experience um, and enjoy everything that's coming your way. In Australia, we've got school holidays coming up. We're going camping. We're having fun. We're going to be living in the now. And I trust that you enjoy living in the now too and just experience what you're experiencing. That's so important, not to skip by those little moments or hide behind a camera and watch it but not be there. You know what I mean? So that's my gift for you is to... Maybe if you're filming, put the camera down where you can see it in the future, but actually be present and, and watch your kids' dancing show or whatever it is, <laughs> be there. So from us to you, no, we appreciate you. We love you so much. You would love to come and join pod, uh, our podcast next year. You know who to reach out to. There's two pretty amazing humans on the screen. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love it if you signed up and put, be subscribed to our YouTube channel too. But from us to you, till next year,
1: Big love.